0: Ant-Man and the Wasp is getting mediocre reviews, the Ninja Turtles are halfway through the Armageddon game, and the Scarlet Witch has a new career. My name is Hilton Price, and I am an OK Geek. Thanks for joining me for Episode 3, everybody. Glad to have you with me. Not going to get too deep into Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, frankly, because I haven't seen it yet. But so far, the review's not great. Seeing a lot of -of middle-of-the-road reviews. Right now on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 47% on the tomato meter. But, and this is important, guys, the 84% audience score. See, that's where I think we're getting into um, some of the issues with Phase 4, Phase 5, and going forward with Marvel. And I think it's something that comic book fans are going to understand. Stay with me on this. So, if you're a comic fan, you know that every major event has got world-ending circumstances or world-ending stakes, and usually by the end of it, all the pieces are back where they started with a few minor changes. Maybe maybe Cap's dead, but you know he's going to be back. Maybe Rhodey's injured, but you know he's going to get better. Maybe— Spidey's no longer Spidey, but you know he will be back in the tights. These changes never stay forever. And now that we're seeing more and more of these movies coming out based on these comic properties, I have a theory. I think we're going to start seeing more of the same kind of things that happened in comics over the last 40 years happening in movies today. And here's where I'm going with this. So Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is getting middle-of-the-road reviews. People saying that it's too mired in all the deep lore of the MCU at this point to really stand on its own two feet and yeah sure if you're not into the ongoing narrative you're going to go to that movie and you're going to be a little lost because there's stuff that you needed to see beforehand there's stories you have to be familiar with to get into that but if you're someone who's watched the previous 20 however many movies the the dozen or so TV shows you know exactly what's going on I have no doubt I'm going to enjoy this movie and and, and here's the thing once I see it you guys know I'm going to run right back to the Mike, and give you my take on it, probably with a special episode of uh, OK Geeks. So keep an eye out for that. I may even see it, uh, see it as soon as tomorrow. But I'll let you know. But until then. I'm just going to go ahead and throw my my guess out there. I'm sure I'm going to like it. And and not only that, I'm sure I'm going to be fine with how deep in the lore it gets because it's the third in a trilogy. It's the 20-some-odd, or or 30-some-odd if you count the Disney Plus shows, in an ongoing narrative that started all the way back in 2007 with Iron Man 1. And here's the deal, man. You can't walk in to Return of the Jedi and, and, and expect to get everything if you haven't seen Star Wars and Empire. And I hate to break it to you, you can't walk into Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania if you haven't seen Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. And Loki. And maybe Endgame. And a whole bunch more is where I'm going with that. So I'm not deterred by this 40% on the tomato meter. But I do have to wonder if my expectations are different from others because I'm a comic book fan. Because I'm so used to events that don't give me... 100% 100% A-plus stories every single time if there's elements of the story I can still enjoy. You know, that's the big thing that I keep wondering now, is am I too much of a comic fan for comic book movies? I didn't think so. I mean, I didn't like some of the old ones that come out. I wasn't a fan of the Fantastic Four movies directed by Tim Story. I wasn't interested in the Ghost Rider and Punisher movies with Nicolas Cage and Thomas Jane, respectively. These... Um, despite being a comic book fan i didn't get into these but now the marvel cinematic universe has done such a good job of making a cohesive narrative with very few um problems faults um what's the word continuity breaks along the way uh they're out there you can find those lists but it's been a solid enough job that it is very much appealed to the comic narrative lover in and that's one reason why I'll be in the theater for this one. And, and, and why one reason why I have no doubt I'll be leaning much more towards that 84% audience score than that 40%, uh, 47% tomato meter. But anyway, I'll let you know as soon as I see it. And, and that's something I'll be paying attention to. I think I talked a little bit uh, a week or two ago about how uh, while a lot of people have not loved Marvel Phase 4, I have been very pleased. Uh, there's not been a single property that has come out in Phase 4 that I didn't like. And and I've not been a complete fan of Marvel. Uh, I did not uh, especially enjoy uh, Thor The Dark World. Um, I've had to come around on Iron Man's 2 and 3 uh, so I, I'm definitely not someone who is, um, afraid to critique, is afraid to look at things critically, but I just don't see a lot of the problems that a lot of people have had with some of the more recent movies. I'll give you an example. Thor Love and Thunder, the humor is one of the things that turned a lot of people off to that movie, but I didn't have a problem with it. And I'll tell you why. Obviously, um, uh, spoilers, spoilers. Let me, I'll I'll take about 30 seconds to get into this. So jump ahead 30 if if you haven't seen Love and Thunder. Thor Love and Thunder is based around a plot point about someone dealing with a terminal illness. And a lot of people thought that the humor was misplaced because of that. Well, here's the deal. People wrestling with terminal illnesses crack jokes. They laugh. They make the best of the situation. And, and at no point, as someone who is old enough to have uh, wrestled with health challenges myself, uh, dealt with family and friends who have wrestled with health challenges, I've seen that humor in action. And I uh, did not feel that it took away from the seriousness of that character's situation. Uh, but again, that's just my opinion. And, um, you know, that's the thing is is it's, it really does come down to individual opinion. So if it's, if these films haven't been for you, that's totally cool. And um, for those who have enjoyed it, great. I will say one thing. I will add one thing. Uh, I got to sit down with a friend of my, friend of mine who's a critic, and he made a great comment about what he didn't like about Phase 4. And it was a very clear point that I have to agree with. And he talked about how A lot of people compare Phase 4 to Phase 1, but Phase 1 had lower stakes. Take Iron Man 1, for example, where the final battle is between Tony and Obadiah Stane over Tony's tech— Whereas most of the movies in Phase 4, which should be a starting-over, starting-fresh phase, have still had largely world-ending consequences. Multiverse of Madness, um, uh, Black Widow, um, uh, Doctor, uh, not Doctor, Shang-Chi, uh, these, even Shang-Chi, which didn't necessarily uh, treat itself as world-ending consequences, had this giant CGI monster battle at the end. Clearly, world-ending consequences. World-ending stakes. And that's a really great point. Now... That's where I think the needs of the corporate overlords are influencing the direction because they want the money, they want the butts in seats, and they know that there's uh, event creep. You know, there's the the things have to constantly get bigger. It is hard to bring these movies back to small stakes issues. I think they can do it. I hope they figure it out. They're going to have to because they can't honestly have the end of the world in every single movie. you got to have something a little bit more personal. Also... Comics get more personal. Just because the events always have big world-ending stakes doesn't mean individual issues always do. Uh, you know, some of the the best issues, you know, one of the things we're going to talk about today is Change uh, Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they're dealing with a massive crossover event right now, but... In recent arcs before that started, they had some very low stakes issues, Uh, interpersonal dynamics between members of Mutant Town, gang fights between uh, different factions as Mutant Town tries to establish itself in greater New York. You know, not everything was end of the world. Now, as we get an Armageddon game, sure enough, it is end of the world again, but it it took a minute to get there. So you can go back to these small stakes. So uh, all the Marvel execs that are surely listening to this tiny little podcast, uh, bring those stakes back down, boys. The Armageddon game has been good. Kinda. I've been a fan of IDW's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for many years now. It's one of the best ongoing comics on the stand. Uh, if I was to cut my pull list down to just one uh, superhero-style book, it would be TMNT. Bye far uh no Batman no Daredevil no Captain Marvel uh no uh Scarlet Witch which I just jumped on we'll talk about that here in a minute uh none of these other books that I'm loving it would be Ninja Turtles um or Saga but we'll get into that another day I said superhero anyway so but Ninja Turtles uh it's been such a good book um Ed Waltz uh, and now uh, Sophie Campbell uh, have done great jobs in the writing seats. And that's another book. It's gotten a little bit of crap lately because not everyone has been on for Sophie Campbell's kind of interpersonal dynamic stories. But I've really enjoyed them. They've really fleshed out the cast. And I have several new members of that cast that I'm very much into now on top of your standards. The Turtles, April, Casey, and, and a few of the ones that we've been able to hang on to over the last couple uh, years like Angel, Howard, Elijah, etc. Uh, Armageddon game, we're about halfway through. Um, it is, um, kind of, there's the main book, Armageddon game. There is a side, uh, spinoff called Armageddon game, the Alliance. And then there is the, uh, eponymous teenage mutant Ninja turtles book. Um, and all three of those have kind of been interweaving the story of the Armageddon game. It's a little meandering. It's a little too big for its britches. You've got Uh, Different parts of the core cast off on different missions that are hopefully going to unite more towards the main story here uh, in a few issues, but I haven't seen that yet. This has been a lot of kind of moving positions, moving pieces into place for moves that are yet to come. I believe they're going to come. I believe that I see where they're going with it, but I don't really feel like everything is coalesced just yet. We are only halfway through. Uh, I think we've, I've read about twelve issues. I've got about twelve to go, and I want to say about fifteen or sixteen are actually out. I'm a few issues behind. I'm eternally a few issues behind, but at the halfway point, I'm still invested enough. I, I'm I'm seeing this through to the end. Let's let's be honest here. Uh, there has been enough good faith on this book over the years that they, they the first panel could have been a big dump, and I probably would have still stuck through to the end. That's that's the faith that I have in these guys uh, from the what's come before. So I'm I'm in it to win it, and um, I'll check back in. But so far, I've got to say I'm I'm not as happy as I want it to be for a series that has had very concise, very very cohesive storytelling. It's not all there just yet i am hoping i have faith but it's not just there yet just yet so i'll I'll try to check back in when i hit maybe the three-quarter point uh and let you guys know how it's going so we can talk a little bit more about it i bet the first arc is probably coming out in trade soon um if you're a ninja turtles fan old or new I definitely recommend the book. If you're already reading the book, I definitely recommend at least checking out the first part of this crossover to see if it's for you. Uh, just to see this many members of the Turtles cast uh, in operation has been fun. You know, to have Krang and Baxter Stockman and Madame Null um, and the EPF all working in different angles of this story and then bringing in some of the newer cast like hob you know bringing in um oh uh uh uh, you know the mutant town folks uh uh, seri and the rest of the triceratons there's just a lot of old and new being moved around here and 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 for that alone i'm very much enjoying the story and the unique pairings um I, I won't get too deep into it because I don't want to have to throw the spoilers tag up again. um but but, like, for instance, who Leonardo is currently working with is just riveting. it's 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 so interesting. If you're a fan of this property, there is a lot to love here. Um, and, and I, I recommend it. if If you haven't read any of the IDW Turtles, Go back and grab the first epic collection. Uh, it introduces uh, the turtles and, and, and this new mythos, which is a little bit tweaked from what has come before, from what came during the image and later Mirage runs, and, and of course uh, the cartoons, the movies, all of that was different. Uh, this There's a little bit of the old, a little bit of the new, and it, it, it blends everything together in a way that I think... I. I I don't think they could have done it better, you guys. I, I really got to say it. You know, if besides something like Saga, Saga's the best book on the stands right now. But if you're looking for something that's just about about powers and fun stuff and, and, and heroics, Ninja Turtles is so goddamn good. Uh, really, really, really recommend it, you guys. Definitely check it out. The Scarlet Witch is back uh, in a new eponymous series written by Steve Orlando. I, I, I've read Steve Orlando before. Uh, I don't have a ton of opinions about him, um, besides just that he was just a name that I recognize. He's not someone that stood out to me uh, in the past. But looking over his wiki, I see that he was one of the big writers for uh, Midnighter and later Midnighter and Apollo. We touched on them a little bit a week or two ago Um And how, oh, you know, it it was last week when we were talking about the James Gunn announcement because uh, James Gunn was talking about making an Authority movie and Midnight and Apollo, of course, uh, the Superman and Batman analogs on the Authority and um, a gay male couple, uh, a superhero gay male couple, which is, you know, was, of course, very much pushing boundaries back in the day, should not be considered pushing boundaries anymore, but uh, it is sometimes. That's just the way it is. Um, But uh, great characters, very cool characters, um, and... Uh, the, if it's the Midnighter book that I'm thinking of, which was either, I, I want to say it was just before the New 52. Yes, this was before the New 52. There was a Midnighter book around 07, 08, 06, 07, 08. And if this is the one that he was writing, that was so damn good, you guys there was some issues in that there was an issue that was told totally in reverse in that midnighter series so midnighter's whole thing he's like a batman that can predict the future so he he knows what people are going to do before they do it and because of that he can you know act accordingly and and get the upper hand and this told in reverse story really capitalized on his ability to know things before they happen and and it it it, it it would oh, it's so good you guys I, I need to throw a link um, when I post about this uh, and, and point some of y'all toward it I still need a website for this damn show and an email I'm working on it guys I'm working on it thank you guys so much for listening we topped like 500 listeners this week so I just want to really uh, say thank you to everyone that's been tuning in uh, get a hold of me uh, somehow you can find me at hiltonprice at gmail.com if you need to use that and tell me what the hell you want me to talk about so and uh, if there's anything you like if there's anything you don't like anything you don't agree with me but uh, So that was Steve Orlando. He is currently writing this new eponymous Scarlet Witch series. And, and not only was this a fun book uh, just uh, because it has uh, fantastic Sarah Pacelli art, not only is this a fun book because it's got the Scarlet Witch back in control, back on top of her game, and, and really doing her part to use the magics to help others, but we had uh, some fun uh, from Darcy, uh, Darcy of Thor fame. Uh, what the hell is Darcy's last name? I can't think of it. Darcy was in this episode, uh, in this issue, uh, excuse me, uh, and made a fun kind of um, a, a second fiddle for, for the witch to bounce off of and, and for her to talk to and, and talk a little bit about what this little magic shop she's running. Uh, and this magic shop, which has a special door in it, and when someone is in need of help and doesn't know where to turn, if they walk through a door, that door will drop them in uh, the witch's shop, in Wanda's shop. Where she can help him, uh, and there is a great little story about a, a young woman who is uh, who turns to Wanda for help, uh, and and I won't spoil this one either, but it, it's very fun uh, and and hooked me very quickly, and I will be on this book for a minute. Uh, this was. Definitely something I want to read more of, um, and I'm going to keep uh, my eye out on Steve Orlando. He's he's had more of a career than I, I'd realized. He was apparently one of the writers back on Batman and Robin Eternal, which was I believe a weekly. I was it a weekly comic a couple years back. Uh, Scott Snyder was involved in that. James Tynion fourth uh, a couple others. So, uh, good. Uh, stuff from Steve Orlando here on the Scarlet Witch. Glad to see him uh, in the Marvel Playground for a little bit. Um, What else, you guys? I don't have too much else to talk about. Like I said, if I get a chance to see Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, I'm going to uh, probably sit down and do a quick uh, recording on that as well. Uh, But that's all I got. Uh, Drop me a line either on Facebook. You can find me or search for Hilton Price on Facebook or drop me an email at hiltonprice at gmail.com until I get an actual OK Geek email address. Uh, You can let me know what you think about the show there. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back on video games next week unless we see Ant-Man in the quantum... (laughs) I can barely talk. Let's just stop.